Hi there, my name is Blake Probitz. I'm the managing director and co-founder of the HR tech company that built Acorn LMS. You're listening to the Strategic L&D Podcast, where we venture through what key L&D opinion leaders are doing today to ensure they are delivering a strategically impactful L&D function. Joining us on the show today is Kelly Hopkins, People Manager of Capability and Development at Katmandu. Today, we're going to talk about utilizing consultation to align business objectives with learning objectives, why you need to go out and listen to your people leaders to build trust, and why you should address onboarding training experiences when you have a high turnover of early tenure employees. Thank you so much for, for jumping jumping on and, and having a bit of a, a conversation with me, Kelly. Um, could I start with getting you to introduce yourself? You've got a really interesting career. Uh, it spans a couple of different continents and and some some very impressive brands and uh, you know some ultimately uh, iconic brands uh, absolutely and it'd be great to maybe just get get a bit of a rundown of you know what what, what have you been up to what have I been up to how long do we have um, uh, we could as long as you want part, this could be like Lord of the Rings this is the Lord <laughs> of the Rings learning podcast so um, yeah you're right I've been really lucky in my career to have had some experience and going through learning and development and like some iconic and some of the greatest learning brands in the business or training brands or, or developing brands in the, in the world. Um, I grew up in Greymouth, uh, which is a real small town on the west coast of New Zealand. Um, and this may seem irrelevant at the moment, but you'll, you'll see the relevance shortly. I actually went to Japan for the last year of my high school. Um, yeah, wow. that blew my mind it changed my world I learned a little bit of Japanese I came back here to New Zealand and um, I started working part-time in a duty-free shop um, you know selling chocolates to Japanese tourists and they um, were um, I was real popular so I sold lots of chocolates um, eventually over four years I was promoted up to assistant store manager in the duty-free shop but it was DFS um, and they are owned by LVMH which is a huge conglomerate around the world um, lots and lots of businesses and I got a lot of exposure to some systems and processes there decided to go to Japan on a six-month working holiday um, and I ended up there for 17 16 or 17 years because oh, I just ended wow. up getting the best jobs that I could ever imagine um, and kind of how that happened was through a connection from um, the, the duty-free days so LVMH which owned duty, you know DFS also owned Sephora Um, and I was doing a part-time job in a shopping center in Japan this is just for a bit of a laugh Um, my first job in Japan I was paid to walk around the shopping center and smile at girls and say hello Um, (laughs) a great job job when you're 22 years old you know Um, but um, one of those days I happened to smile at at somebody that wasn't a young Japanese uh, woman but was um a, a man who was at that time the president of Sephora um, AAP and with him was the guy who was the president of Sephora Japan um, and they were looking for locations to open up Sephora in Japan and um, I happened to know and, and recognize them for my time at DFS because they'd been at DFS yeah. Um, and um, they recognized me and I was like what are you doing he's like, oh we're gonna open up a Sephora store if I open up at you know Osaka you should come work for me and I'm like well no I'll go anywhere I'm just literally talking to girls um, and <laughs> the next day I was on the bullet train to Tokyo for a job interview and so my first role was um, store opening coordinator for, um, for Sephora as they launched in Japan um, and that involved a lot of training so I mean I was sourcing paper bags from suppliers and I was you know, making sure the stock was coming in. But the other thing that I was responsible for was training up the teams. And particularly, mm-hmm. we used the same SAP system or, you know, the same stock management system and the same point of sale system as we'd been using at um, Duty Free, TFS. So I spoke Japanese, I knew the systems, I started to train. And that's actually how I started training people was um, through doing that kind of um, on the floor retail training. Um Sephora, I mean, it's history, but um, we opened seven stores in two years. Then we closed them all in Japan. The business didn't succeed. Great experience, that one. By the time we closed, you know, when you're in that kind of a business, you can kind of give yourself any title that you like. So my title was, (laughs) get this, um, events and training manager. Um, So I was in, I was in, I was now an expat in Japan. Um, I got called up actually by Estee Lauder Group. They were like, oh, we hear you're a trainer in the cosmetics field in Japan. And I'm like, it's a stretch, but I'll come for an interview. Um, yeah, I yeah. Wow. <laughs> I was hired as a trainer for Clinique. 
Um, at the time, I was the first man to wear like the Clinique white coat um, and it was a real interesting role because the other trainers at Clinique were obviously these really, really experienced women who knew a lot about skincare, who worked in the Clinique counters and worked their way up into training. Um, so I learned a lot about skincare. I learned some real in-depth Japanese. Um, and then um, within, so within the Estee Lauder Group, I moved to MAC Cosmetics uh, as a retail operations manager for, for Japan. Um, and then somebody reached out to me um, who had worked with me at DFS and had worked with me at Sephora and said, hey, Apple Retail is opening. We need you to come along, send us your resume. So I joined Apple Retail for the opening team in uh, Japan with a half head count in store operations and a half head count in training. Um, and then after a year, I was given the role regional field trainer uh, for Apple Retail, flew back and forth to the US a lot. I took what training was there, brought it up, brought it over to Japan and trained the Japanese teams. That was really, really cool. And the, the Apple Retail training team, at that time at least, were absolutely the best in the world. Um, and they gave me the best training to become a trainer and understanding of learning and an understanding of delivering learning that's going to deliver outcomes for a business. Yeah. Um, and that was amazing. Um, and then I was um, offered a role at Morgan Stanley, which is an investment bank as learning and development manager. So, you know, you take that step from being a regional field trainer into learning and development manager. Another great experience, you know, you're working in an investment bank. What does an investment bank have? A lot of money. So we had like budgets you've never ever seen before. Um, but there's challenges that come with that as well, because, you know, these are people working in an investment bank who um, if they step away from their desk, their trading desk for half an hour, that's costing their clients tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars. And it's costing them personally wild. tens of thousands of dollars. So how do you convince these people to come away and do some training? With yeah. great difficulties, the answer to that. Um, <laughs> um, and then, um, so I went from the, from the, the you know, the global, uh, this is how old I am, uh, the global financial crisis hit. And, and I ended up working in another company, which was um, FedEx Kinko's, uh, American company, Japanese business, um, and um, was the head of L&D for them for a few years before I came back to New Zealand. And when I came back to New Zealand, uh, my family's in the South Island. I really wanted to be in the South Island. I wanted to be doing learning development and I wanted to be with an iconic Kiwi brand. And I thought I'm gonna get one of those three things. Yeah, you know? yeah. Because there's not that many you know, iconic Kiwi brands based out of Christchurch that would be big enough to have a head of L&D. Um, and I don't know what happened and how I lucked into it, but I actually lucked into the role of learning development manager at Kathmandu. It is the yeah. iconic Kiwi brand. It's South Island born and bred like me. And it was my dream role. And so I have my dream role. Yeah, amazing. Oh, what, what an organic story. That's that's so cool <laughs> how it just sort of, it, it, it's happened, right? It's like, all yeah. about how who you know and like you get these opportunities that get presented to you and, and and I think sometimes in our lives we're too shy to say yes, but you've got to take all of all of them and all of them are a growing step. And, you know, I've been with Kathmandu now for seven years, which is the longest I've ever been in any role. You know, when you're in Japan and you're an expat working in Tokyo, you tend to change jobs every two to three years. Um, here I've been seven. I love it. I have my dream job. Um, um, I get now that the actual privilege of looking after not just learning and development, but diversity as well within our business. Oh, wow. um, and it's super cool. Yeah, that, that's amazing. And I guess so it's quite a multifaceted career, a lot of time in retail, but, you know, some investment banking in there, why not throw it in and, and a bit of a mix. If you could distill down, I guess, the key lessons of your career into a few points, what would they be? Oh, um, the key hard question. my career. I think on a personal, on a career development, you know, level, I'm not one of those people who've planned a career. So um, I took the opportunities that came my way and, I, and, and, and things worked out for me organically. It doesn't happen that way for everybody. Mm. I think a great lesson that I've learned, and this is something I carry with me in my career because I'm a retailer at heart. I'm the learning and development manager in a retail business. And I firmly believe that retail, is, it's not just a job that you do when you've got nothing else to do. For some people, you know, they, they do a few hours here and there because they're working their way through college or whatever that is. But retail is an art and it's a science. And, you know, it's about looking at, and, and reading a person and understanding a person and understanding what they need and what they're coming for and um, providing that to them. And some people have this skill naturally and it's fantastic and other people can develop it. Um, so, you know, that's my, my big thing is I believe retail is a career. I think retail is a highly skilled 
And some of them, like, you know, at Kathmandu, we're a technical brand. We're not an easy brand to work for because we've got this amazing range of technical product. Um, yeah. So people that come to work for us, they want to learn. They want to know stuff. It's not the same as standing in the front of a store, folding T-shirts that are just different colors. Nothing wrong with this, but folding T-shirts are different colors. And like, oh, you want a T-shirt? You want it in a green or a blue or a large or a medium? You know, okay, oh, you're going to go and you're going to hike a four-week a four week hike or a four-day hike. Um, and you need some footwear, you need a jacket. What's the weather going to be like? Is it the middle of summer? Is it the middle of winter? Is it going to be raining? Is it going to be snowing? How can we protect you? How can we make sure that you've got everything you need to get what you need when you're out there? Um, So it's quite technical. So um, I really believe that it's a career, it's skills, there's development in it. So that's another thing I think I'd say is a learning from my career. Um, and then the other thing I think, you know, potentially if we're talking in the terms of, of this podcast is that without doubt, um, it's, it's traditionally been quite hard to measure return on investment against training investments. Yes. Yeah, yes. it's really I would hard love to hear about this. But I think if you look at the business and you look across the business and you identify what it is that you're trying to do, what are you trying to solve? Where can you make an impact and you put your focuses there and you make an impact through developing people and training people and giving people skills and knowledge and experience to go out and do their best and be their best, then, um, you know, it's visible. You can see it. It it becomes tangible. Um, And there are, of course, lots of measures. You can measure it through um, MPS scores, you know, your customers coming in if it's a retail environment. Um, You can measure it through things like internal promotion. How many people are being promoted internally within your business because they've got the skills and experience to step up into that next role. So there's lots and lots of ways that you can deliver or or demonstrate that return on investment for um, training and learning in a business. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a really good point. I think a lot of people find it really difficult to measure that. Um, so I'd love to dive into the, how, do, how does Kathmandu measure that? I mean, you've got a lot of stores, a lot of different products. Like you said, it's very technical. <laughs> what do you find are the, the, the most successful measures? And, and, um, and well, there's actually- all kinds. Um, because I'll tell you a little bit about Kathmandu. You know, we're the, we're the biggest outdoor um, adventure retailer in the Southern Hemisphere. So in Australia and New Zealand, you don't get much bigger than us. And what we do is we create gear and products and jackets and shoes and, and backpacks and sleeping bags that really um, enable people to get out there into the outdoors and live their best lives. So as a brand, our purpose is to improve the well-being of the world through the outdoors. It's to get people out there and just enjoying what the outdoors gives us. You know, it's so nice to get outside and breathe the fresh air in the sunset or walk in the rain at sunrise or whatever it is that you want to do that makes you feel good. Um, And our purpose is to really help people get out there feel good about themselves, improve their well-being, which improves the well-being of the people around them, and then in turn improves the well-being of the world. So that's what we do, you know, um, and there's lots and lots of ways that we can measure the success of this. But if, if I go out into our business now and I ask anybody, any Kathmandua, anywhere in our business, you know, what is our core purpose? They'll tell you it's to improve the well-being of the world through the outdoors. I've never worked in a business where everybody could tell you what there was. They'll tell you what our values are. So our values are Kathmandua's, we're Kathmandua's, and we are courageous, joyful, and open, right? So they're fantastic values to have. But yeah, so um, if I go back, you know, maybe seven years to when I started in the business, we didn't really have a learning development function. We were, you know, we were a retailer that was getting pretty big, but we'd started pretty small. We weren't owned by anybody else. So, you know, we, we didn't have any kind of experience or platform or format or template to work from. Mm. Um, and what we did have was we had some online training because our stores are from, you know, the south of New Zealand and Chicago in the south of New Zealand. At that time, to um, we actually had stores in Kensington and London. Um, and, you know, all across Australia, we have like 120 stores in Australia now. Um, the furthest from me is in Perth and Western Australia. And they're all Kathmandu's. 82% of our team work in our retail stores. And they are the people that face our customers every single day. Um, when I joined, we had this um, really... Um, I would say, uh, I don't want to say primitive, limited online learning platform. Um, we paid to rent a little bit of space on the internet. And then the content was all created using Moodle and free plugins that were just available for free on the internet. Um, and we didn't have an LD team. So there was no learning and development manager before I joined the business. We had a learning and development advisor who kind of admined that platform. And it took a lot of admin. It was like, 
all day um, because we were using so many free plugins that you couldn't measure if someone had completed a course, somebody couldn't find the course, they might start yeah. the course, but not be able to finish it, we couldn't report back on it. Um, so it was pretty rudimentary, but it was a good start. You know, we knew we needed to train our teams. Um, and what we knew was we needed to really be able to train consistently across all of these different locations. Because as I said, we're a really technical brand. And you're probably familiar with, with, with Kathmandu's kind of traditional model, which is a bit of a high, low model where we're always in and out of sale. So there's always a lot going on. Um, there's a VM change or a sale change, or there's a new season coming through because we update our seasons three or four times a year. Um, and then they're in and then they're going on sale and then they're going on clearance. So that's all happening. And then there's stock control that's happening. Um, and then we're learning the technical, okay, what is the waterproof breathable rating telling me about this jacket and how dry it's going to keep the customer? So there's a lot going on, right? Yeah, so we needed complex. to have a way of training them. We had this online platform. It wasn't doing what we wanted it to do because I've been in and seen how it can be in other places. So we started with that vision um, and at the time we had real high turnover in our zero to three and zero to six month employees because what was happening is they were coming along starting the business and these are people who love the outdoors and they love our product and they're getting plonked down in front of a computer for five days straight or 10 days straight to just complete this training and the yeah. training is not even great quality and the user interface isn't really usable so it wasn't a great experience it wasn't the experience that we want catman doers to have when they come onto the business so i kind of like worked with my team and i was like okay what can we do and how do we do this and what we wanted to do was we wanted to address that early turnover was the first thing that we wanted to do you know we wanted to actually be keeping catman doers in the business so they grow their knowledge and then apply that in great customer experience so we took our induction out of this platform um <laughs> and <laughs> out of this seven days in front of a computer nightmare. Um, and we created an, indu an induction program that is three months long. And we went out to the business and I went out to store managers and I said, learning never stops. First of all, that's the first thing. We never stop learning at Kathmandu. But our induction, there's a lot to learn. You can't cram that all into somebody's head in the first few days. So we actually created what we call a trail guide. Um, it's a map, it's a foldable map. Um, it's like when you go, you know, you go into the, the, the service station on, when you're on a road trip and you buy a fold-out map. It's a, literally a fold-out map that says to a new Catman doer, hey, this is day one. This is what we're going to do. Here's what you're going to do on week one. Here's what you're going to do on week two, week three, week four, um, and for three months. And a red flag means you're going to do it online, and a blue flag means that you're going to be coached by somebody, and a green Amazing. flag means that it's another one. But what this did, did was it actually showed um, and not just brought our, our managers into the mindset that year training's ongoing and yeah it's not all about being in front of the computer but if I'm a new cat man doer I can look at it and I can see oh yeah next I'm going to do this and then I'm going to have some time for that to, to kind of sink in and then I'm going to do this and I've got this path to follow for my first three months and as you go through you tick them off and you sign them off so you can look back and say look what I've done and look what I've achieved in, in the past week and then in the, the, this month and how am I going to build on that and apply it into what I'm doing so it was just a real tangible thing that carried in their pocket some of them pin it up in the staff room um, and um, that was the first thing I did and that was completely offline just a you know let's show that learning is an ongoing thing we don't we don't want it all crammed into this first week because we want people to learn and, and, and bed. We put some flexibility in it. So um, within that, there are probably 12 product knowledge learning um, checkpoints, yep. but we didn't, um, we didn't um, mandate what they would be because if you join a store in Brisbane in the height of summer, potentially the first thing you need to learn is not puffer jackets. Yeah. <laughs> it might be tents or, yeah. you know, um, windbreakers, you know, for running outdoors. We, we have a whole lot of um, nice, really cool running gear. So that might be what you want to learn first. But if you're joining in the south of New Zealand in the winter, you better believe you've got to know your puffer jackets and your sleeping bags right up front. Um, so there was flexibility in it to do that. And we created Amazing. this and we've got this mindset in. And then what we started doing was, we're a small team. So um, myself and one other person, now we've grown the L&D team this year to three. But we service not just two countries anymore, but Camp Mendes Global everywhere now, and 1,800 employees. And they're very different. So while I say, you know, 82% of our employees are in our retail stores, we have a huge group of employees who are, or Camp Mendes, who are in our distribution centres yeah, and who have a different bunch of skills 
you know, and they need to be safe while they are using the equipment and the technology that's available to them to service our stores and service our customers. And then in our support offices, we have a whole bunch of functions. And, you know, I don't know if many people know this, but we design and develop all of our products in-house. So sitting upstairs from me right now in this building is a product development and design team who design tents and design backpacks. And within those teams, there are people whose job it is to make a fabric more stretchable or more waterproof. Um, so yeah. we have um, a bunch of you know, retail professionals and we also have a whole bunch of people within our business who are like technical experts at what they do. And in some cases, they're the only one doing it in Christchurch at least and maybe even in New Zealand. Yeah, um, so we have a lot of people that we need to live a lot, a lot of learning to. Um, and we're now a team of three who do all of that. So um, what we decided and we learned or what we decided quite quickly was that, okay, um, in order for us to have effective and consistent learning across the business, everybody needs to be learning from each other. So in addition to bringing that kind of three-month induction program on, um, what we started on was a journey of bringing our store management teams along the journey to understand that they are coaches. So to move from, you know, I'm a manager. Of course, I'm a manager. I've got to open the door in the morning. I've got to make sure the money's all there. I've got to make sure it's all there at the end of the day as well. I have to make sure the stock's coming in and it's getting processed. But I'm also a coach. I'm responsible Absolutely. for giving my team the motivation and the experience and the knowledge and the skills that they can go out there and represent us really well. So we started on this journey. We found a really great tool to help us with this um, and started um, training all of our store management teams to be coaches. And that took us a while. Um, what we had to do was work first with our regional management teams um, because ultimately we have a process where we, a Katmandua will go through some coaching training and learn to be a coach, but they'll be coached through that coaching training by a coach. So your coach is generally speaking your manager. So we started with the regional managers because they're then going to coach their store managers. And then the store managers are going to coach their assistant store managers. Yeah, absolutely. And you see how it flows down. And we used a system and we have a platform that helps us to do that. But it's a long process. It took us a good couple of years to get that all embedded and through. But now without doubt, um, all of our store management teams are coaching and are coaches. And, and it's, it's due to that process that we, we put in. Um, and what we've seen is incredible outcomes. So if I, if I refer back to that first outcome that I was talking about, which was, you know, the, that turnover that we have, or the attrition that we have in those first three to six months, we brought that right down from where it was sometimes 70%, right down to 15 in some cases. Yeah, wow. Um, incredible. You know, we have a philosophy um, here, and, and, and we've talked about this a lot lately, um, but our role as the learning and development team is to develop Katmandu's to be not just the best, but their best. And then we, we call it Katmandu's for life. We want Katmandu's to come and get skills from us. And eventually they may go on to other places because we don't have millions and millions of you know, leadership roles or development roles or the roles that everybody wants. But what we want to be is the business that prepares them to go on and be successful in other businesses and then come back and bring that knowledge and experience back to us when we have a role for them. Um, but we managed to you know, really bring that, that high turnover rate right down and at the same time lift our customer NPS scores right up. So um, we sit really high and we use um, a true rating system um, and our results are really, really great around customer service and around product knowledge. Um, they exceed um, the targets that we set um, and they've grown, that, you know, they've increased and increased and increased. So that's a way that we see it as well. Obviously, there's lots of things that go into that. So across the whole business, it's about engaging the teams, making them feel included, making them feel passionate, giving them a purpose that they can feel aligned to. But then also a really big part of it is giving them the skills and the knowledge to really facilitate excellent and outstanding experiences for our customers. So we see those results coming through. We see them coming through in the number of internal promotions that we have from sales advisors or sales assistants being promoted into a 3IC role, being promoted into a sales assistant store manager role, being promoted into a store manager. So something like 65% of our roles are filled internally now which is a oh, pretty amazing. good result in a retail business. Yeah, that's huge. And th yeah. that's great. You've got some really tangible things that you've seen come out of that. So a really, you know, that, that attrition rate sort of go down and staff retention go up. 
And I guess it almost becomes an EVP, right? Where you're sort of saying yeah. to them, like, look, we want you to be the best that you can be. And, and maybe that is here and maybe that's not here. But, you know, one day, hopefully you're going to come back to us. And I think that's that's super appealing to, to well, most You've people. nailed that because I think we do position this as part of our EVP because there are, there are retailers out there that pay more than we pay. And there are retailers out there that are, are easier to work for than we are. We're quite demanding and complex and things are changing a lot right now. Yeah, um, but what we do is what we say, what we mean when we say cat men do us for life is that we also have another principle that fits under there. And that's that we're going to be that brand, that retailer that doesn't just teach you how to be a retailer. We're going to give you all kinds of skills. So everybody that's in our business every year has an individual development plan. And we ask them to think of three things. One of them is, you know, what can I develop to become even better at the job I currently have? That's your first goal. What can I develop to get ready for the job that I want to have next, whether that's in a year or it's two years or five years, you know? And then what can I develop to come to become closer to the person that I want to be? Oh, amazing. Yeah. This is stuff that's internal. It's not nothing to do with the skills that you need for your job or what you're being measured on, but it's we're going to support you and provide you with opportunities to develop yourself in the way that you want to be developed. Um, a really great example here um, of somebody that works in our Christchurch support office um, just recently has started to run yoga classes um, during the lunch times as a yoga teacher. Amazing. She works for us. They're a Katmandua. They are courageous, joyful, and open. They are interested in the well-being of people. And we talked a lot about, okay, what direction can you go into? Um, and she said, look, I, I, I really love my job. I want to go off and I want to get my, my yoga teaching license. Okay, well, we're happy for you to do that and support that how we can. And now she comes back and she teaches yoga here, you know, here in the, um, in the office a couple of lunchtimes a week. Um, and we love that. And yeah, that's if, amazing. You know, and if that person comes and in, walks into the HR room and says, hey, guys, look, I'm going to go and teach yoga at a yoga studio full time. That's a celebration, you know. So Absolutely. we love that. Um, you know, what we do um, is we offer um, qualification pathways to all of our retail team members. In New Zealand, it's really easy because the New Zealand government fully supports and subsidizes a lot of these things. And it doesn't really cost a lot because we don't have huge L&D budgets. But we're able to offer our New Zealand retail uh, doers a pathway through an NZQA qualification in Retail Certificate 3, um, Retail Certificate 4, Business Certificate 3, and Business Certificate 4. So oh, if they yeah. want to complete the whole pathway, they end up with four different qualifications, and they're not just in retail, but they're business qualifications. In Australia, it's a little bit trickier to do that across the whole country. So what Absolutely. we did was we've established a, um, a really um, wonderful partnership with Torrens University. So oh, Torrens wow. University, they have, um, obviously they have physical campuses, but they have this great online learning package and this curriculum um, and their digital badges are world leading. Um, and, you know, Torrens positions themselves as the university that prepares you to go into industry and go into work. And they partner a lot with industry. So they have a suite of digital badges. They're called Smart Skills. Um, and we endorse one of their digital badges as an industry endorser. So Katmandu endorses the Leadership Essentials badge within Torrens. They have other badges that are endorsed by, um, you know, Involo and um, B Corp um, and lots of other. Canva endorses a brand, uh, one of their badges. Um, and what we are able to do through our partnership is offer all of those badges to every Katmandua. So there's a badge yeah. which is um, digital marketing essentials. If you are a part-timer in one of our stores and you're looking to get into marketing and you want to see what it's like and you're wondering, is this going to be a career path for me? You can jump on in and you can complete that digital badge and digital marketing skills. You know, And that's something I don't think every retailer is offering. Um, and then if you complete all of those, or all six of the digital marketing smart skills badges, um, then you can do an academic assessment through Torrens that we pay for and support that gives you a micro-credential at the end. So it's a Kathmandu Smart Skills Torrens University micro-credential, which is the equivalent of um, one optional subject in a university degree. So if they want to go on yeah. to do the study, they can bring this with them as their prior study and actually have it credited towards a degree in whatever it is that they want to do. Yeah, so we right. offer this to you know all of our teams, and this is what we mean by Kathmandu is for life. 
you know. Um, we don't just want to teach you how to open a till and fold a T-shirt, and that's not what retailers, um, but you know what I mean. We're going to give you the opportunity to learn some stuff about yourself and to learn some stuff about multiple different things, um, and that's going to make you, help you to become your best, and we want everybody that's working at Camino to be their best. Yeah, I love that, and I love I love the um, the tying of learning to that EVP because there's there's clear statistics on you know if you invest in staff and they have clear career progression pathways, they're much much more likely to stay. And and um, it sounds like Catmandu is sort of like one of the you, not many people nail it, you know. And it sounds like it sounds like you guys are well and truly there. Oh look, I think um, like anywhere at the moment, um, it's it's a strange strange world, and you know we're not yeah. immune to the Great Resignation. Um, but I'm also, you know, we, are, we, we have great engagement results across our business. Um, we have great engagement across our business. We have great passion and loyalty from our teams. But we also have a, a lot of people within our teams who are fatigued, who have kind of reconsidered what they want to do with their lives. Um, it's been a time, I guess, in the world where lots of people want to go from a customer-facing job that's been pretty awful to do for a couple of years. Yeah, they have the opportunity to go into a role that's not customer-facing, that's maybe not Monday to Friday, 9 to 5. At least we've given them some support to get there and some skills that they can take with them and take over with them and hopefully come back to us in a couple of years because a lot of people do come back to Kathmandu. Um, so, we, you know, we see it. We do, we, 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 we're hiring. <laughs> and we have great <laughs> learning and development programs. Um, uh, and it's not because, um, you know, people can't wait to leave Kathmandu. It's because um, it's a, a time of change in, in people's lives. And we like to think that we're giving people the skills to be able to make those decisions. And if they need to make a change, they've got something behind them to go and do it. Yeah, that's 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 amazing. And I think it, at the end of the day, um, when you put your your employees first, you know, they, they, they're, the, they're the front line of your business. They should be sort of put first. Oh, and, absolutely. And that mindset's phenomenal. Um, I wanted to quickly touch on something that you mentioned during your, your, your intro and, and talking about your, your prior experience. Um, I believe you said at Morgan Stanley, you sort of had the opportunity to learn a little bit about aligning L&D to business mm. objectives. And I imagine mm. that's very different in an investment bank than it is at a, at a retailer. Um, yes. So I guess in your experience and at Katmandu, how do you take those sort of business objectives and, and, and align those with, you know, learning, strategic learning decisions and, and maybe... Well, what I think is that, that, that all of that learning that I did placed me well to come into Kathmandu um, and, you know, from my experience and bring my experience in. But I'm not ever the person that's just going to do something for the sake of doing it. I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, we should do this. Let's just roll it out. No, that's not what happens. It's always a consultation. And you consult with the people who, who, who it's important to. So I, I have a close relationship with all of the executive team here. Um, and, you know, I'll be talking to an exec and we'll, what, what's happening in your team. Um, within those teams, quite often, it's um, role-specific and technical support that we're providing. And we might go and find a course from the Australian Retailer Association or the Australian Merchandising Association for our buyers and merchandisers. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we have the product team going through some fabric um, and textile development um, online trainings as well. And it's about going out and listening and finding, okay, there are some things that a certain number of people in the business are going to need. Let's go and find those and let's prove that we can bring them a solution. Because then when I look wider across the business, I think, you know what, we need critical thinking within our business. We need people to be able to sit down and look at some information and make some decisions and make some good decisions based on that. And now I've got the trust of the business because they know I've gone out and I've found them some, some things that they needed. When I go and say, hey, look, I think your team could benefit from this. They'll listen and they're open to it and they understand it. And I can make a demonstration for why. You know, we're moving through this huge change in our business. We don't have a lot of hierarchy um, and we need everybody to be making the best decisions that they can make. Absolutely. right? Yeah. Um, and we want them to have the skills to do that because we're courageous and being Part of being courageous at Kathmandu is giving stuff a go, giving things a go, not being afraid of the unknown, right, and diving into it. But in order to be able to courageous to give things a go, you need to be confident that what you're doing is the right thing. Absolutely. So being able to come out and say, look, as a business, this is what we're doing. We've got, we're going global and we're trying to go global. So a lot of members in our business now are speaking to international audiences and they're trying to convince people to buy our product that don't even know Kathmandu because they're not in Australia or New Zealand. And they are having to step outside of their comfort zones. You know, I'm a product manager or a product developer or a product designer. I love to, you know, I love to design things. I even love to talk about it. But it's really hard for me to talk about it to, you know, some executives in Europe who 
you know, talking to hundreds of people like me every week. Yeah. So giving them the confidence and the skills to go and do that. And it's looking around and it's just looking around. Okay, what's the business doing? What does the business need to do? What do I know that can already fit into that and provide a solution? And if I don't know, who can I talk to about, okay, where will I find that solution? And it's also not having any ego. I don't know all the answers. So if I think somebody's going to know something better than I do, like I don't know where we'd, where we'd find the best textile development training. I leave that to the experts, but I help them make it happen. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I think, you know, liaising with that subject matter expert within the business, that's where L&D can really unlock yeah. uh, quite, a, quite a big impact because, you know, I don't know about whatever it might be and and i'm i'm probably not going to become an expert in a couple of weeks so yeah. <laughs> we've got someone who is let's talk to them and get yeah. there I, and and so you mentioned you sort of touch base with with around the business on that front and and talk to different people do you sort of then put together a a, a bit of a like a, a budget or some form of of sort of uh, you know impact statement that you could take to to business to sort of say hey this is what we want to do and this is why and, and yeah. is that something that you would do at catman do so it, it kind of can be, but what we what we have at Catman do is, is interesting. So yes, in some cases, and a good example of that is when we um, when we migrated from our previous online learning platform to the one that we migrated to and currently use, um, and it was a big step up in terms of capability and costs. And of course, I made a big business case. I went to the business. I said, look, mm. if we want to be the business want to be this is not going to cut it for us here are some options here's our recommendation and it's a big investment we're going to go and do it and we, we did it so i do that but we don't have a centralized learning and development budget here at Kathmandu. each department has their own budget annually that yep. is managed um, by um, the executive in charge of that department so a lot of my role is influencing how they want to spend that so you can't just go out and unilaterally say we're going to do this you have to actually mm. be able to go and make a case to each of them and some departments are going to buy in and and you know we might have a whole bunch of people from one area of the business who are going through something that's not as relevant or pressing or as high a priority to another part and they're doing something else but that's my job is to go out and find what all of these are and then go and influence how they spend that money um and my job really is to kind of uh, understand what's in each bucket and what the priorities of that team is and then how I can put a package together that responds to the priorities of the business but also allows everybody to have access to training and development. So, you know, an, an example is we pay an annual subscription to Torrance University. That means that then we can offer out everything there without any kind of budget sign-off or any kind of manager sign-off it's for everybody. So everybody has this offering of learning and development and there's lots of yeah, options right. in there. And we work with different partners to, to be able to offer this kind of thing. And it differs by department within the business. In some departments, we go and we offer a menu. But we do have a curriculum that we roll out every year. It's called our Gear Up curriculum. Um, and it's a, a bunch of courses. Um, this is for our support office and DC teams. Um, it's a bunch of courses that we believe are the core skills to set anyone up for business. There's time management, there's critical thinking, there's change leadership. Um, there's a couple that we've developed in response to the pandemic of our partners. Um, and I can offer them out. And the idea behind it is that we're going to run this. Um, if your person, if your team member has these skills, they don't need to come along. But if you've got somebody who can benefit yeah. from this, then it's available to them. Um, and so that's kind of how we operate here. We have a curriculum. Um, ultimately, it comes down to the individuals and each individual has a discussion for the individual development plan with their manager and they identify, okay, what are we going to focus on this year? What are some things that we can do? Let's see what's in the curriculum. Let's see what's available in the menu. Let's see what you know. Let's go and talk to Kelly and see if he's got any other ideas. And we do work quite um, consultatively with teams and with individuals. Um, so, yeah, there are some things that we roll out across business, uh, but we don't have this huge budget and we don't have a huge infrastructure to be able to do so. So some of those things can take time and we do them a piece at a time and we're quite good at that. And we'll identify, we'll start with this group and we'll write from this group. Um, so that's really how, how we approach those matters. Yeah, no, that sounds fantastic. So you sort of take those business priorities of the different areas then you look for training opportunities to to sort of address those and, and your role is yes yeah. yeah and we do have you know we've recently um created a three-year strategy going forward for what we want to do and we've kind of budgeted that out um and we're in a great position at the moment because we've you know we've worked really hard with our partners we work really hard with the new zealand government who really support training in new zealand um and 
Um, so we're in a really, really good position to be able to go and say, well, these are the projects that we think are priorities, you know, for the next year, couple of years, three years, and here is where that money is going to come from, um, and how we're going to reinvest what the what the government invests in us for development into these, and then we get, you know, obviously the business, the the, the budget that the business gives us. Um, so we, we work strategically. We have a, a long term strategy. Um, we you know we're just finishing this process at the moment because our financial year ends on you know July thirty first. So we're budgeting for next year, getting that locked in so that we know what we're going to be able to work on, what our big projects are. But also within that, we always have the ability to um, respond to individual needs or respond to a need that might exist within the business or pop up because who knows what's going to happen. It could be a global pandemic and then everybody needs to learn how to remote work from home or remote manage will take care of themselves absolutely and build their resilience um these are things we hadn't predicted and we're looking looking forward to but i'm really lucky as well that my the l d team here are really experienced and really capable so we're not a team that has to go external and spend a lot of money for many of these solutions a lot of them we, we can come up with ourselves and deliver ourselves so that's a fantastic advantage that we have as well yeah that's amazing and it's great to hear that you sort of your, the local government is supporting you and, and then you're sort of making the most of those training opportunities as well because yeah. I think that that sort of reinforces and, and can sometimes just reinvigorate how it, how impactful learning can be when the environment around you is sort of really really sort of pushing that um I guess it, out of all of those things you, you mentioned and, and you mentioned the map which I think is awesome I I the the way you explained induction is often what we we sort of come across sometimes and we sort of say hey this person has this new job they're super excited don't sit them down for <laughs> for a week of it and absolutely crush that excitement just crush their soul just oh, crush yeah. their soul and they're not going to retain it and just yeah there's yeah. better ways um what learning activities have you seen work so so the map you mentioned sounds great mm. it obviously oh, lines up with your purpose and your vision and whatnot but what, what do you really see work and, and what learning activities have you seen you know actually really take off and have a big impact well let me focus on coaching yeah um, please you know, and um coaching for us is humongous it's huge we actually recently uh this year uh, katmandu has been named the number one best place to work in retail hospitality tourism and entertainment in australia and new zealand for 2022 oh, wow. yeah and um there are lots and lots and lots of reasons, uh, I think, for that. But one of them was, and where we were really strong, was growth. And, um, uh, you know, the growth category and purpose. So it's based on a 10-factor um, framework of, you know, future workplaces uh, that is, is owned by Inventium. But um, it's the boss, AFRB's boss places to work and, they looked at a lot of factors and we scored really highly in growth and in development and really highly in purpose. Um, and there are lots of reasons for that. But some of the other things is, is coaching, I think, for us is key across our business. And um, we did a lot of work to bring our store management teams along the journey that they're coaching. And what made it successful for us was we had a technology platform that facilitated it and had a coaching loop built into the training um, and then we also backed that up with some actual offline analog resources. So we're not scared to create a PDF and print it out either. So yeah. um, what we did was we drove that coaching and facilitated it by creating coaching cue cards that sit in the stores by the point of sale. And a store manager, if they've got five minutes to walk out into the store, they can walk out, they can pick up a coaching cue card, can observe one of their team members giving customer service, make some notes, and then give some quick coaching afterwards. Yeah, that's great. So that's something that worked really well for us. Another one is what we call product ropes. And yep. product ropes are a little bit bigger. So my belief is that you don't need to learn everything sitting in front of a computer. And most of the things that you could learn sitting in front of the computer, you could learn them somewhere else if that's not your vibe. Mm. You know, try the product on, read the swing tags, yeah. listen to someone who's been in the store longer work through a problem with your customer and learn. So we have product ropes, which are a longer document. They include some long form questions, you know, um, and they're always category based. So if we're coming up to summer, we know we're going to be selling tents and sleeping bags. So the product ropes is going to be around tents and sleeping bags. Yeah. Okay, what are the tents that are in your store? How does a tent keep people dry? What does this tent do that does, this tent doesn't do? What's our lightest tent and why is that important? And it's, a, it's like a quiz. And then there might be three or four customer scenarios. This customer's come in and they're doing this, this, and this. What, what do you tell them? What do you give them? And then there's a role play. 
that you have to perform with your manager. So your manager coaches you through all of these steps and they're able to do so because we've trained them to be coaches and we've given them that yeah. skill and experience and confidence in coaching, but now we've given them a platform to coach as well. Because you can have this online course, here's a coaching course, be trained to be a coach. And of course, it's like many things, you, you stand up, you walk away, you've forgotten it. So we've worked really hard to make sure that actually coaching um, is available and facilitated. And our teams, have just they love it. Kathmandu's are learners and they love to learn from each other and they love to help each other learn. So they've just taken it and made this huge coaching culture. And that's the biggest success for us. Um, 74% of our, our retail team, when asked, would say, yes, I have a mentor or coach at work. And I oh, think that's yeah. amazing. Um, and when we asked them recently, okay, what is your favorite way to learn? Their favorite way to learn was from another, be coached by another Kathmandu. Yeah, right. And that's then their so second good. favorite way was, to learn on the shop floor yeah you know so we listen to that and we create resources that enable them to do that and that's what's been really successful because i think our team are incredible they're so knowledgeable they're so passionate but they're also great at providing customer experience um, and that's because they learn from each other and they watch each other and they coach each other and they've created this kind of culture of learning and coaching within our retail stores that you can only of because I'm sitting here in Christchurch I can't get to every store I don't have an army of trainers that's going to go out and go into every store every week and train everybody um but we don't need it yeah and I, th I think it's amazing how you've sort of you've got that knowledge there and you're just unlocking it you know and yeah. it's a simple but effective way um I guess you it sounds like you you know what what's effective and what they need to learn uh, but then you're listening to them on how they want to learn and yep. and that's really yeah it sounds like it's it's really been an effective process so so simple too when you put it like that i mean the execution is probably a little bit different but but it's at the end of the day you know hey the, i the, think the, um, the implementation is we the hard workers right it's actually yeah. getting it out there and making it happen because after that happens it just rolls yes and the execution it takes care of itself if you've got a, a bunch of store managers that are coaches when a new store manager comes in they get coached and they learn and they see it and they become a coach and then the next person that comes in becomes a coach and everybody that comes in is being coached, but it's not just our managers that are coaches. Everybody that's in our store is mm. able to provide some kind of support to the development and coaching of, of a new person in their store. So it's just fantastic. That's amazing. And and so you mentioned that you've you sort of swapped platforms and 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 sort of upgraded or changed technology throughout that that process. Yes. How important would you say the technology that you're using is to deliver? The outcomes absolutely that you're key so <laughs> we um we partner with a business um that has an amazing platform so they host lms they also create a lot of content but what they have built into their system is a coaching loop within their system that i've never seen on any other platform um and what that is is instead of just sitting down and reading some text and watching a video and answering an abc quiz let's say i'm sitting down to learn how to be a coach I'm going to watch a video, an introduction to coaching, and then it's going to ask me some long-form questions. Why is coaching important? How is coaching going to change your team? How is coaching going to help you be a better leader? And you answer these long-form questions, and that gets fed up to your manager or coach, and they answer you with some long-form responses, and they coach you on it. These are great responses. That's exactly right. Let's talk about it. And then once you've done that, you move on and you watch a video. Well, here's the first step of coaching. And then it's going to ask you some long-form questions again. But then before you can move on, it's actually going to say, okay, now go and practice this with your coach. And you'll go to your coach, who's usually your store manager, or it might be your regional manager if you're a store, or it could be somebody else. And you will complete a, a, a coaching activity that's assigned within the system. And your manager is going to give you feedback on the spot and coach you. Then fill that in in the system and mark that off so you can move to the next step of the course. Amazing. And, yeah. you know, for example, for the coaching course, um, it is over nine weeks. So it's deliberately structured so that you're not doing it all on the first day, but you do it, you, you, you get some responses from your coach, you do some coaching with your coach, and then you move on and you put into practice what you've just learned then, and then you get coached on that. Um, and this has been a game changer for us. The other thing, um, and there's another piece of technology that we use, and I know um, the technology doesn't really matter, but we have um, a social media platform within our business as well that we use yeah. that's really brought us to the next level particularly within the pandemic where everybody's connected to everybody and we yeah. can get out there and we utilize that for some of our training and coaching as well but we might owe everybody a task or a challenge or um, sometimes it might be you know 
pop a video of yourself doing this up here and show us, show us how you do it. Um, and so we utilize the technology that's available to us. We've started to call it omni-channel learning. Yeah. You know, you use, you use an online LMS, you use Zoom, you use coach in-person coaching. We'd love to be back to using in-classroom coaching um, or training. Um, and you use these social media networks that everybody's on and you use each of them for the piece that they work right for. So yeah. you're not going to post some, you know, five minute training video into the social media platform because A, nobody watches five minutes worth of stuff in their feed, yeah. but B, it gets lost. It goes down the feed. How do you know it's there? If you log in, you know, you've been off for a day, you log in, it's gone way down the feed. You don't even know it's there. How do I know you've watched it? So what we would do is we will use that platform and we, we, we do what's called a three and 30. And that's three really cool facts about something in 30 seconds. Hey, we've got this new bio, bio down jacket coming out, three and 30. Well, it biodegrades in landfill. How cool is that? Number two, it's all recycled materials. Number three, it looks amazing. That's my three and 30 about bio down. If you want to learn more, head over to campus, which is what we call our learning platform, and do the, do the training module. And we use this platform to, to, to build hype and get everybody excited to move over to the training where they can get an in-depth training experience and we can see that they've done it and we can follow it up and yeah. measure it. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh, that's that's so cool. That's such a cool use of technology and blending all that together. I love that you're yeah. still using some physical things, but you've also got the online aspect. Um, I guess just bearing in mind the time, where, where can people apply for one of your great jobs or, or find out? Oh, what my gosh. Yes, please. Um, if you are keen to come and work for uh, that number one best place to work in retail, hospitality, tourism, and entertainment in New Zealand, Australia, 2022, then um, you can find our job ads on Seek, Indeed, most of the regular places you'll find them. Um, another great way is to head on over to www.catmandu.co.nz slash careers or www.catmandu.com.au slash careers, and you'll find the careers on there. You'll also find lots of interesting information place to work i'd be remiss if i didn't talk about the other part of my job which is diversity and inclusion we are i want to say the most diverse brand that you could come and work for we embrace and celebrate everybody we want everybody to come and be their best selves and then become your even better selves through the learning and development opportunities that we offer amazing is that easy i don't even care <laughs> that's perfect thank you so much for your time i really appreciate it you guys are doing some really cool stuff yeah, I think so. I love talking about it. Um, and But there are tons of people everywhere doing really cool stuff. That's right. You know? And we just do what we can do. Um, we take inspiration a lot from other places. But like I said, I'm really lucky that I've had this great experience. My team has got some great experience. And between us, we're just able to come up with some great ideas. But many of the things that we do are ideas that our team have given us, Katmanduas have given us, you know, and they often drive it. So That's the best way to really do it, lucky. though, right? Yeah. Just, li li just listen to them. And, yep. and, and try and try and make it work because they're the ones who have to do it so absolutely yeah. i'm blake probitz and you're listening to the strategic l d podcast where we venture through what key l d opinion leaders are doing today to ensure they are delivering a strategically impactful l d function if you want to stay up to date with our latest releases subscribe to our podcast we're on most common podcast platforms including spotify and apple you'll also find us in video form on our youtube channel enjoy the rest of your day and we'll talk soon